What is up, everybody? It's Friday. You know what that means. It's another edition of Curveballs and Share Shots. We are back taking a little Thanksgiving break, but we're here Friday night. My name is Brandon Tanguma. Sitting electronically more than six feet away from me is my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Copson. Dominic, happy belated Thanksgiving. How are you doing today? I'm just happy that you're alive. I mean, from the text messages, I was really afraid, Brandon, for your life that Thanksgiving weekend. But you're here. You're alive. You're breathing. I think maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how well I'm going to be breathing in these next couple of days because I went all the way down to Fresno. Oh. I, don't know if, I don't know if I've ever actually been to Fresno before. I think I probably not. Well, I've obviously probably driven past it, driven through it, because that's the only way to go to Fresno. But uh, yes, I went down to Fresno for Thanksgiving because my father has a new little boothang. A, uh, maybe working on the third wife because third time's a charm. You know what I'm saying, Dominic? But uh, no, I don't know what you're saying. Oh, sorry. You know, you have a perfect marriage. Per- no, sorry, perfect fiance. You're going to have a perfect marriage. Your parents have a perfect marriage. You know, must be nice. Must be nice. But uh, went down there, saw the family. They are uh, what you would expect a stereotypical white Fresno family. You know, talk some politics, made their head explode. I'm the uh, stupid Bay Area liberal in-law, so that's the role I'm playing, and I'm going to stick to it. It's going to be fun. Hopefully, they come down for uh, Christmas. Well, why, wait, why would they come to you for Christmas? Well, I assume I'm going to go back there for Christmas. I don't. Wait, there's oh, no okay. plans yet, but hopefully, we can see each other before the new year. Oh, and then you plan on wearing maybe like a really like you know a really gay shirt. I mean, you should you should just. It's fine. Like you should just wear everything that just triggers them. And then, you know, you may never have to go back again. So, yes, long story short, uh, they were talking politics because that's their entire identity. That's all they can talk about over there. And so they they asked me, oh, is this my first time ever voting? Thinking I'm like 20, you know, very appreciative that I mm-hmm. look so young and stunning. But no, mm-hmm. I am 27. And so they were like, oh, my God, did you vote for Obama? The gall that I would have to vote for Obama. Oof. A black man. I mean, they didn't say that, but you know, you can you can read between the lines if you want. Yeah, yeah um, I got you. So then, you know, it's like, yeah, of course I did. I voted for Obama, and I doubled down. Said I voted for Bernie Sanders, and I said I voted for Hillary Clinton. Didn't want to, but I did it anyways. And then you said you voted for Joe Biden, and they're like, "Get the fuck out of my house." Pretty much. And then to uh, top it all off, the my soon to be or. Let's just say my stepmom's stepmom. So my step granny, she, my step step granny. I don't know how that uh, exactly works out. <laughs> she, uh, she told me that uh, she would help me commit suicide after I said I would, uh, I voted for Barack Obama. So uh, she's, she's a lovely lady. She's a lovely woman. Uh, we do not endorse suicide on this podcast. If you, uh, I mean, help- I, the only question I have when someone says I can help you kill yourself, isn't that considered premeditated murder? That's uh, that. I mean, unfortunately, I was not quick to the trigger. I just said, uh, I'm okay. That's all I said. But then, of course, <laughs> I you know, to see you being hella awkward. Just, um, I, I'm okay. Thank you. Thank you. Just let me I eat mean, my turkey. I, I, I pretty much just played it straight the whole time, just, you know, saying things, not trying to. I wasn't making any jokes, but I was just being serious. And then to top it off, when they left, they uh, told my dad that they're sorry for for his kids. So they're sorry that we turned Damn. out the way we did. You know, it's a, it was a great first impression that I got on her family. Love to see it. Damn. So, you know, if this one doesn't work out, literally you and Josh are to blame then. Yep. Nice. Well, you know, while you're over there 
getting death threats and stuff like that. You know, I was over here just living right, how life. Was your Thanksgiving? Oh, just, just, you know, Thursday, just ate some turkey with my mommy, my daddy, my brother, my, my fiance, you know, and then later in the, I, I, okay, if you were paying attention, I said my dad, Jesus. Anyways, sorry, studio audience doesn't pay attention when I, when we podcast, so, um, but, uh, and then later in the evening, went to her mom's house and ate some tamales. Uh, uh, kind of about tamales. It. What kind of tamales? Uh, they were beef tamales. Oh, beef, okay. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, it wasn't bad. Then I had to work Friday and Saturday and Sunday and Monday. So, you know, just work, 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 work. Here, Rihanna. But by the way, not 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 trying to toot my own horn here, but toot toot. But toot 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 toot, your boy is cracked at Warzone now. Just saying. Oh, you're cracked at Warzone because you have two days off and you just play Warzone all day now. Pretty much, and uh, you know, I uh, are you a solo king? Still can't get the dub. Can still can't get the Vic Royale. But uh, or no, that's not that's not that's what you say in Warzone. That's a Fortnite thing. Can't get the win, the dub, but, you know, getting a lot of kills. Okay. okay. Now, I don't want to get you too excited, but maybe if the schedules work out, maybe we can start, you know, linking up on Wednesdays. Oh, mind, don't, mind. don't, don't get me excited. Okay. I know I'm not going to, not going to commit to it, but I'm just, you know, letting you know there might be an option later on down the road, but uh, so no episode last week, but we did give you a little, little special throwback edition. Dominic and I back in the F-150. Doing our little oh. on the road recap of Survivor Series 2019 or 2018, rather Damn. good times, Dominic. Good times. It's been We've three been years. Doing this since 2018, Jesus. I know, I know. It I was. Just tw- think we have about a 45 minute out, uh, time constraint, and we just wasted, you know, 15 talking about nothing. Yep. No, we talked about family, talked about Thanksgiving. So let's just, just cover the major topics. Which we always do. We always cover the major topics. Let's just jump right into. We have a ton of baseball news to talk about. A lot of good and a lot of bad. So let's start with the good news first. We had a shit ton of movement, a bunch of signings going on in the MLB. So we're not going to be able to get to all of them, but there were a lot. The Mets were the quote unquote big winners thus far. They signed. Uh, Eduardo Escobar, Starlin Marte, Mark Canna, and Max Scherzer, all two deals. And uh, Sorry, not him, not Marcus Stroman. He went to the Cubs. But Dominic, the Mets making some big, 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 big time moves uh, in the offseason. Thoughts on their prospects on next season, which definitely will be played. I mean, one can only hope that with all this movement, signings, money being thrown around, the Mets will actually, you know, not only win the division, but they would actually maintain the lead the whole entire season, not being in first and then dropping down to second, going back to first, dropping down the second kind of BS. They will just maintain dominance. Now, is that going to happen? Eh, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, we will have to wait and see. You know, a lot of a lot of movements, a lot of signings. Uh, we haven't seen them. I mean, the Francisco Lindor move didn't work out. Or hasn't worked out yet. We've still got a long way to go for that thing to end. Uh, the Javi Baez trade didn't work, but fresh start. 
I, I like Marcana. I kind of forget what his overall numbers were last year, but they did seem kind of down. He wasn't able to really stay on the field too much, but he's a great clubhouse guy. I, I love him. Hate to see him go, but love to watch him leave bat flipping and shit. Um, Starling Marte. I mean, we knew he wasn't going to resign with the A's, but he was one of the best mid season acquisitions. He was an absolute force pretty much carrying the team on his back to finish, you know, outside the playoffs, but uh, Max Scherzer, that's kind of the big name, the big fish. He's a, a big time name, three years uh, north of a hundred million. I believe like he gets 40 million. He's he broke, he broke Trevor Bauer's record, I believe for the uh, most uh, AAV. So uh, Trevor Bauer is as much as he uh, has been accused of doing some bad things. Uh, that contract he did sign last year has kind of uh, changed the mold. And we're seeing a lot of teams offer a, a lot of big, big money, you know, year by year. Well, I mean, at least somebody like Max Serger, he deserves it. He's been a workhorse his whole entire career. You know, he's always a stand-up guy. So someone like him deserves it. Someone like Trevor Bauer can eat a dick. So with Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer saying, you know, just saying they're all going to be healthy, they're going to start, there will be a season next year. Is that good enough for the Mets to be a, a dominant force in the postseason? Or do you think they still need like another I mean, they still have Thor, right? No, Syndergaard signed with the Angels. The Angels. So would you say they still need to make like one more move? Obviously, you can't get another Max Scherzer, but do you think the bullpen or the uh, starting rotation still needs to get some pieces before they're really like stamped as the team to beat? I'm going to say no, just because I look at like the Giants last season and let, let, let's face it. I mean, their, their starting rotation wasn't, I mean, let's be honest. Started the season, you saw the starting rotation. You were kind of like, uh, just dog shit. And then they turned out to be, I mean, most of them were, you know, a force to be reckoned with. So um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say with DeGrom and Scherzer, I think they're fine. I think you want to make sure that you have some good relievers and your closing is, is you know, up to par because that's the one thing that's going to ruin it is, you know, you can have them go seven innings, seven, eight innings and, you know, the reliever and the closer can fuck it all up. So I think that's what you need to look more towards the relieve uh, and the close. But I think everything else for the Mets look pretty damn good. So we talked about Thor signing with the Angels. The entire AO West is looking a whole hell of a lot different. Everyone's making moves <clears throat> except for the Oakland Athletics. Uh, we have Robbie Ray, Cy Young winner, going to the Seattle Mariners, they were on the cusp, almost made it, snuck it in to make the wild card last year. We're not able to get it done, but they get a, a top tier frontline ace in Robbie Ray. Now, Dominic, is that enough to get the Mariners over the top when they were so, so close last year with all their young talent? I mean, I, I it's definitely going to help them. I don't think it's going to give them, it's not going to catapult them to, you know, winning the division or, you know, it, you know, contending in my opinion, but definitely that wild card spot looks a whole lot better in their favor. Yeah. The Mariners look like they're a very intriguing team. Um, the angels, I need to see it before I put any faith in them. The Astros might fall off a little bit with 
Uh, Correa probably not re-signing. I mean, they did get Justin Verlander back. We kind of forget that he uh, you know, went down with Tommy John, so he'll be back for next season. So that's a good addition for them. But I do like the Mariners, and if the A's are not going to do anything this year, which it looks like they won't, I think I might have to adopt the Seattle Mariners as my uh, AL West playoff team. Uh, then the uh, Texas Rangers, they make some big, big moves. They have fortified arguably the best up the middle combo in baseball by signing Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager to big long-term deals. I believe combined it's like almost half a billion dollars or something between the two of them. Um, They have the history with Alex Rodriguez signing him to a big name or a big contract. Didn't exactly work out then. These two guys are not Alex Rodriguez. So I think it'll be a little bit better, but Dominic are the Rangers back. I'm, I I don't want to admit it, but I'm I'm going to be rooting for the next season. Definitely, I think uh, ever since I think it was like 2010, 11 was the last time we saw them playoffs or something like that. They've just been just floating down the river on a big brown log, just fucking being shit. And I think these moves really help them. Um, I think they're missing a few pieces. I can't really think of anything off the top of my head right now on the, on the spot, but I, I don't, I mean, Simeon and, and uh, Seager are definitely very, very good start to them trying to get back to the playoffs. Big moves, splashy moves. As you said, I, they do need more pieces, especially pitching wise to you know solidify that, that just team overall. I mean, they were not good last year and, Simeon and Seager, I don't think is going to help them that much to get them over 500 into the uh, playoff contention. Uh, We talked about Robbie Ray leaving Toronto to go to the Mariners. We get a Bay Area pitcher, Kevin Gossman, uh, possible Cy Young Award winner. He goes to the Toronto Blue Jays, Dominic, unfortunately, uh, for your former team. The Giants losing Kevin Gossman going to the Blue Jays. So they lose Robbie Ray, but they get Kevin Gossman. I mean, it's not, it's pretty close to being a fair trade off. So, I mean, the Blue Jays definitely aren't hurting. Mariners aren't hurting. Giants are hurting. Okay. Okay. And then finally, the, uh, the, for, well, I guess we had two of the big shortstop sign. We have Javi Baez signing with the Detroit Tigers. We thought maybe. A.J. Hinch, former Houston Astros guy, was going to get Carlos Correa. He didn't. He gets Javi Baez instead. I said how it didn't really work out in New York. But, Dominic, will it work out for your Detroit Tigers? Mm, it's a start. They definitely need uh, more than just Baez. Let's be honest. They need a lot more. But it's a good start. Uh, I'm definitely intrigued. To see where the uh, Tigers are going to be going. They have a lot of you know good young talent on the field right now coming through on the pipeline. So they're not they're not there yet. Um, I would say they have a much more brighter future currently than the Rangers do, even though the Rangers had the splash free agent signings, but I do kind of like the long-term outlook for uh the Detroit Tigers. Now we stop stopped with all that. Uh we uh, are done. With the good news, because now we got to go on to the bad news. So the reason why we had such a fantastic just rush of signings back to back to back to back, millions, billions of dollars being signed um, is because we knew this was going to happen. The MLB 
has officially gone into a lockout. This is the first time that they've done the lockout since 1994-95. When tech, well, technically that was a strike, not a lockout, but the first work stoppage uh, since '95. Um, Johnny Roca, shout out Johnny Roca. He uh, slid to the DMs. He has another question, but just going to knock this one out. He asks us for a breakdown of the lockout, and um, it's. I mean, we've been talking about this for years. I remember going like all the way back to when Bryce Harper signed his deal at like the 11th hour. You know, we kind of talked about it then that we saw this incoming and this was what, two years ago. And it's finally come down December 1st. The lockout happened. Nothing can happen whatsoever when it comes to MOB. So this is the main reason why all these signings happened because they knew this was going to go down. So uh, no discussions, no signings, no movement can happen from MLB and the players association. Uh, I, we don't know too, too much on how negotiations are going. It doesn't, it doesn't sound like they're going great, but uh, they're going to continue doing talks. And I would assume nothing's going to happen in December, January. It's going to really come down to crunch time after the Super Bowl, Once spring training is coming, you know, on the horizon. And once the threat of missing actual real games, that's when everything is going to heat up and, probably some uh you know some things are going to be have to uh what not contend with but uh con- conceived come on down come out here what's like the c word i'm trying to say um i don't i don't, I don't, I don't want to say come it. on well say it cunt yeah, that was the word I was looking for. Thank you, Dominic. <laughs> Thanks for the help. Uh, but yeah, so there's going to, you know, you know, the I, I would assume it's going to be the players' association side that's probably going to, you know, kneel down, bend the knee, and you know, not want. Uh, okay. The, be, be, so just so you could take a breath, think of the words you're trying to think of. I, I'll, I'll kind of. What do you think of this? I think it's bad. No, um, honestly, I understand. I, you know, I do agree with. Uh, I I don't agree with the lockout. But I do agree hold on, hold on, with hold on, Dominic. Let me set you up real quick. Uh, <clears throat> Dominic, uh, anti-union union guy. What do you think of this MLB lockout? I don't want to talk about it now. I feel offended by that well, statement. That, that's the gimmick. I go to stick to the gimmicks, Dominic. No, we don't talk no, about unions all that I much. Know, so. I know. I know. But no, I mean, like, I, I, I don't agree with it because I feel like, you know, I look at it from a fan's point of view, maybe that just wants to watch baseball. It's kind of like, dude, you guys are getting paid millions of millions of dollars just to, you know, as a concede. News- the word we were looking for was concede. There you go. See, there you go. That's Thank all. You. See, I had to give you your second. And I kept wanting to say conceived. That was not the word we were looking for. Concede. Thank you. Thank you. It was not cunt, but it was close. Close. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like they're getting paid millions of dollars to play, you know, the game that they love. You know, so like part of me is kind of like, come on, fucking just agree upon something. But then like when you start thinking about it and you look in more into the details, it's kind of like nah, they do deserve a little bit more than what these owners who are fucking greedy scumbags are really doing. So, you know, it uh, it sucks because baseball, you know, it's America's pastime and we love going to games and tailgating with number one fan and Tyler. So until they move to Vegas and buy the Tropic and buy uh, the Tropicana hotel for a billion dollars, even though they are crying poor and they can't build on the port. Pretty much. Yep. And raising ticket prices. We done. 
Now we got plenty of stuff to go. Uh, just optics wise, uh, not a good week for the uh, for MLB. I think a lot of people who don't pay attention to baseball are obviously making fun of baseball, deservedly so. But the the letter that they wrote about oh my god, how we had to do this and yada yada yada, all that other bullshit. Uh, when are they uh, gonna fire Rob Manfred, Dominic? I mean, I'll do it for like a hundred thousand dollars a year. I mean, it's probably it's probably That's a, a steal. steal. That's a steal. Exactly. S- sign them up. Uh, but when we're probably not going to talk about this until anything substantial happens. When will the lockout end? Will we miss a game? A yes. real game? Yes. Okay. So it's going to go into April at yes. least. Yes. That's serious. Yes. 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 I'm going to say it's going to go into spring training. Maybe we delay some games or maybe cancel games, but I don't think it's going to end or it's going to you know, start again during when the regular season should have started. So I'll concede a little bit, even though that is not the proper usage of it, but we shall see what happens. Moving on to the NFL. We had a Thursday night game last week. Our, yes, well, we had a lot of Thursday night games last week, but we're only going to talk about the game that happened yesterday. The Dallas Cowboys beat the New Orleans Saints 27-17 in the Superdome. And uh, if you just kind of take a glance at the stat sheet and look at the score, you kind of think, oh, okay, you know, good win, solid win for the Cowboys. Saints, a little banged up. They competed. But I think this was kind of one of those rare games, Dominic, where – I think both sides are were not happy with the outcome. Obviously, the Saints lost, but Taysom Hill did not look good throwing the ball. Looked very good running the ball. Fucked up his finger. Maybe as bad as Russell Wilson. We shall see about that. Cowboys struggled to run the ball against a good offense, against a good run defense. You know, Dak throwing the ball. It was okay, but the offense kind of sputtered at times, lit it up at other times, so they were very inconsistent. Kind of a hard game to really get any true takeaways from. Well, I mean, those are the type of games where, you know, the winner usually just goes, all right, we won. Just fucking forget about it because, I mean, I think I looked at the stat line, like Hill threw for 300 yards, but he had like four interceptions or something like that. It was like 250, but really good fantasy numbers. Maybe that's real life numbers. Maybe that's what it was because I remember I looked at it and I was just like, fuck, like he put up 30 points. I hope Mac Jones does something good like that, but um you know, it's one of those games where Dallas is going to say, we're going to fucking forget about this week. We got the win. Who gives a shit? We need to focus on next week and just prepare because the next team we face probably ain't going to be as bad as the Saints. So the Saints, I, well, after the James Winston entry, I think everything just kind of went downhill. Uh, we saw the first week, or I guess I'm going to say first week because I guess he played last year, but uh, the Taysom Hill experience. As we said, you know, you can take some positives and some negatives. Is he the future? Do we see them maybe go after maybe Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson next year? What do you see the quarterback situation playing? Because they have a really good defense. I mean, that defense might have, you know, let up 20 points. But if they had a competent offense, I think the Saints team could be pretty good. I think I think Hill could be something. He just needs more reps. He needs more time to develop being a quarterback in the NFL because he 
I mean, that I know that wasn't his first start, but he hasn't started more than like a handful of games, right? Because when he was under Breeze, Breeze got hurt. And then, so maybe he's only maybe started maybe like five games, right? Or some, I mean, you, you would probably know more than me, but. Um, Did they like completely scrap the offense and just go full army 1930s style offense and just like run the ball from the wishbone every single time with Taysom Hill and just pretty much eliminate the pass because when, I mean, yes, he put up the numbers, but when he was running the ball was really when they were moving the ball up and down the field. But I mean, but it's one of those things where if you give him time, not being a backup, not being a tight end, you give him time. I think, I think he can, he, you could develop him into a decent quarterback. Okay. I mean, I think it just depends on what you call a decent quarterback. I, I think there's better options out there, but with the upcoming draft, it doesn't look like there's too, too many, you know, top tier guys to really choose from. So I think the answer is more in free agency than in Taysom Hill or in the draft, but we shall see about that. Dallas Cowboys, on the other hand, uh, lose to the Raiders, beat the Saints. They were one of the hottest teams to start the season. They have sputtered lately. Still probably going to make the playoffs, win the division, Dominic, but how much has your confidence gone down uh, for the Cowboys in these last few weeks? I mean, you know me. I'm not a Cowboys guy. I thought Dak was going to fucking get benched, which he's not. Um, my comment, got benched I, at the end of the game instead of kneeling the ball three times. If I lose by 0. 0.3 points, I'm gonna be mad. I hope you fucking lose. I really hope you lose. And also, that CD Lamb screen was a screen, it was a throw, not a rush. So give him those 33 receiving yards to take him over the top of 100 yards rushing. So I get my fucking bonus points. Okay, let's go, Tyler. Clap, clap, clackety clap. Yeah. I mean, technically, I think you would want me to win because if Tyler loses, that's just one less person you have to jump over to get in the playoffs. Tyler's not in our in our our division, so there's six playoff spots. Even though technically we're tied, we're both are the same. Record. If you lose, you me. Actually, I take that back. If you lose and I win, you me and I think like one other person. I think, yeah, I think you me and I think one other person are tied, but you have the the tiebreaker. I don't know. I got a rough couple of weeks ahead of me. I'm scared. I need to win this week against Tyler because I'm facing like the best team in the league next week in the final week. I am shaking in my boots. Let's move on to some football. Let's preview the week 13 slate, otherwise known as Dominic's Picks. Bum bum. We got a, a lot of weird spreads, not a, uh, not a lot of good spreads on this week of Dominic's Picks. A lot of home big home dogs and we'll start off with one of those the minnesota vikings travel to detroit to take on the winless detroit lions they had an opportunity to beat the bears on thanksgiving it did not happen they are incompetent at moving the ball up and down the field and they will be even less even more incompetent when deandre swift uh, misses this game uh, vikings favored by seven and a half points on the road Dominic, can the Lions put up a fight or possibly win their first game of the year? No. Even with Dalvin Cook out, no. So I'm Oh, yeah, go. and Dalvin Cook is out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, he's still technically questionable. He's day-to-day, but I'm pretty sure he ain't going to play for at least at least this week. But uh, 
you know, no, I think Vikings if only Dalvin Cook managers, out. you know, had a warning when Alexander Matson was on the waiver wire and they went to go pick him up, they wouldn't have this issue. I fucking hate you. You know that I I went out of my way to tell you I was dropping him. And then you didn't pick him up. You. Why didn't you pick him up, Dominic? Because I had Dalvin fucking Cook. Why would I pick up Dalvin Cook's backup? Because when Dalvin Cook separates his shoulder, you're not crying. I'm not because crying. I got Montgomery, Patterson, Collins, fucking yeah, pissing me off. What? What was that? You're pissing me off. My run. Oh. I'm out here fucking. I'm gonna be starting Boston Scott this week because <laughs> fucking Melvin Gordon isn't playing. I mean, I would give you Collins, but you know. Trade deadline already passed. I know. Sorry. I hate to see it. Um, I mean, seven and a half is a lot. I do not. I mean, the Viking, there's so many teams in the NFL where I just cannot get a you know grip on who they actually are. I mean, the the Lions are so bad. I, I just think the Vikings are going to move the ball up and down the field on them, and they're just going to be able to keep up. Seven and a half is a lot, but I'm still going with the Vikings on this one. Uh, then some more injury news. I mean, injuries just all over the place right now in the NFL. The Arizona Cardinals travel to Chicago to take on Andy Dalton and the Bears. Yes, Dalton playing another week. Uh, Justin Fields not fully recuperated from that uh, rib injury. Cardinals are favored by seven and a half. But keep in mind, Cliff Kingsbury has said that both uh, New Hopkins and uh, Kyler Murray are both uh, game time decisions. So being a little coy. I thought at least Kyler Murray was definitely on track to play there. Maybe they're just playing close, close to the vest to keep the bears guessing, but Dominic uh, thoughts on this matchup. I, I, I'm going to go with the Cardinals still, but I don't, uh, what, what, what they were plus seven. You said or what seven was and a half for the Cardinals on the road in Chicago. Uh, they're not going to cover, but okay. I'll give them the win. Um, I think I agree with you. I'm going to go with the Bears uh, and the points on this one. Whether it's Colt McCoy or uh, Kyler Murray, I think the, the Bears have been playing some some good defense lately, even without their, their key pieces there on the line. Uh, so I think they're going to keep it relatively close, but the uh, Cardinals will ultimately get the win. Then the uh, we got an AFC or NFC South battle between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Buccaneers. Uh, favored by 10 and a half points on this one. Bucks blew them out last time, easily covered, uh, but a lot of points were scored over under set at 50 and a half. Dominic, can the Bucks do it again and blow out the Falcons? I'm going to say no. Tom Brady has never lost to the Falcons. And this is going to be his first time losing. I'm going with the Falcons. All right, Dominic just full send and taking the, the Falcons to win outright. Uh, I'm going to go with the, the Buccaneers. I think they blow them out. Maybe a little backdoor cover action, but uh, I, got, I got the Bucs uh, handily getting this one. Uh, then we uh, go we go to the South, but this time we go to the AFC South with the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Houston Texans in old Houston, in old Astro World. Uh, the Colts minus 10. Texans coming off a bad loss against the Jets at home. So if the Texans can't even beat the Jets at home, how are they going to beat the Colts at home? I mean, it's pretty, pretty easy that they're not going to beat the Colts. So, I mean, I'll go with the Colts. I think, uh, you know, what, whatever they're doing over there, it's working. And they, I don't know if it's Wentz or whoever, but it it's working. Just keep it going. 
Jonathan Taylor for MVP. Give me the Colts and minus 10. Uh, Colts should have, could have beat the Buccaneers last week. It did not, not run the ball too, too much. Uh, still in the hunt for the playoffs, Dominic, but do you think this lo- the loss last week is going to bite them in the ass and they're going to ultimately be on the outside looking in because of this one game? I, I, I think so. I think that one game, and usually for teams like the Colts that they're pl- having a decent season, it's usually that one key loss where it, you know, if they would have done that one play differently and they lost the game because of it is usually the one that, you know, they look back every year and say, oh, could have won that game, would have been the playoffs. So, yeah, I think that loss really fucked them over. Then we got the Philly, the not the Phillies, the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the New York football Jets in the Meadowlands. Eagles are minus seven. Jalen Hurts dealing with a little uh, soggy ankle. Uh, Miles Sanders is seemingly the only true healthy uh, running back over there. Boston Scott got a little illness, a little sicky, but it looks like he'll play. Jordan Howard will not. Uh, it's the Jets at home. They play tough at home. They're, you know, coming off a win. Jets plus seven, Dominic. Uh, can they uh, upset the Eagles coming off that bad loss against the other New York team? I mean, it's possible. I, I'm kind of on the fence on this one. I think I, I, I'm going to go with the Jets. I think I don't. Yeah, you know, I, I don't even I don't even want to think about this. I'm just going with the Jets. My fucking pick of the week. Just go with the Jets. There we go. We're going to say fuck it. We're going with the Jets all day. Uh, the Jalen Hurts ankle injury. I, I mean, it's going to affect them obviously the the jets not good defensively eagles decent defensively so i mean it's just gonna be a, a good old sloppy new york football with some snow even though i don't know what the weather is uh moving on to a uh, one of the fun matchups on the week not too many here uh the los angeles chargers take on mr x's cincinnati Bengals in cincy Bengals favored minus three the Chargers coming off the bad loss against the Broncos. Bengals coming off the stomping of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Two teams kind of going in opposite directions, but both teams have been fairly inconsistent throughout the season, Dominic. Don't talk shit about Mr. X's Bengals, all right? You watch your fucking mouth. Sorry, that's your gimmick. Thank you. Um, with that being said, I want the Bengals to dip their testicles into the Chargers' mouth because, you know, Fuck the Chargers. Not biased. We're unbiased sports podcasters here. Exactly. Over, under, set at 49. Um, I kind of don't want this to be a shootout for fantasy football reasons, but. Oh, no. Uh, I, I hope he fucking drops 70 like he did on fucking me. But I also do have Keenan Allen, so that's going to help me a little bit to cuck him. Uh, but <laughs> anyways, uh, I do like the Bengals in this scenario. Uh, they're playing you know, I said they're inconsistent, but right now they're on the uptick, you know, beating the uh, Raiders, beating the Steelers. I, I've been liking what they're doing recently. I mean, their defense is really coming together. Chargers defense, not exactly all too much. The offense, I don't know what's going on with them. I mean, Keaton Allen and Austin Eckler kind of doing their thing fantasy wise, but just overall uh, real football talk, not doing too, too hot there. So uh, I think this will be fairly close, but give me uh Bengals and three points. Uh, then the New York football giants travel down South to take on the Miami dolphins. One of, if not to the hottest team in the NFL right now, yes, the Miami dolphins are on a surge. They are minus six and a half against the giants. Dominic do the dolphin, do the fins keep it rolling. I mean, part of, 
I, I would go with the Giants if Shepard was healthy and you know Tony, they, Tony is doubtful. Oh, he is? Yeah, see. So if if they were a little more healthy, I would probably go with them. But with that being said, they're not. So I'm gonna keep it writing with the uh what sound does a dolphin make, Brandon? <laughs> and I'm gonna go with the dolphins. Uh I'm gonna go with the dolphins as well. I've really liked how their offense and defense has been playing. Total set at 40 points. Um, I don't think it reaches that just because I don't think the Giants are going to do anything. No Daniel Jones. It's going to be the Mike Glennon show, which is not going to be a pretty show to watch. So game in the Dolphins, and uh, they're going to score all the points. Then I believe the closest game on the slate is the Las Vegas Raiders hosting the Washington football team. The Raiders are favored by a point and a half, so pretty much a pick them here. Dominic, uh, I know you might have a little biases, but unbiased sees who wins this football game. Okay, 100% unbiased choice here. Going to go with the Raiders. I think uh, they uh, they have what it takes to beat the football team. Now, with that being said, if I'm not mistaken, you know, because, you know, I, I try to do a little research before the podcast, you know, keep, keep, keep me uh, in the loop. Um, Washington has a couple injuries. But the Raiders, you know, mega star tight end Darren Waller still a little banged up. So, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a, a decent shitty game. But the Raiders come out on top. I do like how Wash. I mean, their Monday night night game was not very pretty offensively, but I do like what they're doing defensively. Um, for our Raiders defense struggling a little bit, but their offense has uh, hit stride a tad bit. Maybe Deshaun Jackson has another uh, good long touchdown. Uh, I Give me the Raiders. I think they win this game at home. Football team, I just don't see them being able to keep up offensively with the Raiders if the Raiders are able to put up points. Then we get a little uh, AFC and North battle between the Ravens and the Steelers. Uh, Ravens uh, coming off the win on Sunday night against the Browns. They are favored by four and a half. As I said earlier, Steelers just got absolutely demolished by Mr. X's Bengals. It is in Pittsburgh, so it uh, could be a close one. One of those ugly AFC North battles, but uh, Ravens not doing so hot, but they are getting the job done. They're getting wins, but it's not exactly pretty the way they do it. Hey, a win is a fucking win. And if they got to, put lipstick on it and a wig by all means do it i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with the steelers because i feel like they're just gonna sneak out a win and i'm gonna go with the steelers i'm just gonna be different i'll take uh four and a half on the uh, on the ravens i mean it's probably gonna be an ugly game, but I think the Ravens are gonna be to uh, they'll score last and they'll be up by like seven points or six points or something like that. It's not gonna be pretty, but it will be a game nonetheless. Then one of the uglier games here, uh, the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Jacksonville Hagwires in Inglewood. This is why we bet the totals because the Rams favored by a big old number thirteen points here. Dominic, do the Hagwires have it in them to maybe like limit? the Rams like they did the Bills they can do it they've done it before it was at home nonetheless so maybe on the road won't be the exact same thing Jalen Ramsey revenge game what are you taking here are the Rams gonna beat down on the Jaguars 
We can't hear Dominic because his microphone's not plugged in properly. You know, I can't see him, but I can only, you know, he is kayfabe. He is where the first ever episode was. So if you know, you know. So maybe he was kind of rumbling around a little bit, not able to plug in his microphone. So maybe now, Dominic, you've unplugged and plugged back in. Your thoughts yes, yes, on did. the Jaguars and the Rams. Rams minus 13. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, we all Oof. can hear you. Okay. Hush, little baby. Okay, no. Um, what, what, what did I say? I can't even fucking remember what I said now. I had that nice little statement going. God damn it. Jalen Ramsey revenge game. I'm just repeating what I said, and maybe it conjures up your thoughts. I'm saying a lot of nice C words today. Yeah, That's the letter yeah. of the day. C. 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 Sesame Street out here. Um, no, I, I, I would love the Jaguars to beat the Rams because I think that would be hilarious, but I think they're going to do Jag things and shit the bed like always. And, you know, Tony Khan waste of fucking money to own the Jaguars and AEW just going to go with the Rams. Even though he doesn't own the Jaguars. Your mother His dad does. owns the Jaguars. Then a uh, little going to keep it in the a- NFC West with the San Francisco 49ers traveling up to Seattle to take on the Seagulls. 49ers minus three and a half here on the road playing some good football, but Debo Samuel, their star running back. Yes, their star running back, not wide receiver. It will, will be out for this game. Dom to the 49ers keeper rolling minus three and a half against the Seagulls. I want to say yes, just because ever since Russ came back, he hasn't really been throwing the ball very well. Um, Collins is banged up. So that really just leaves Lockett and like Metcalf basically. But um, I th- I'm going to stick with the Niners, but I won't be surprised if the Seahawks pull it out. Yes. Uh, Russ plays the 49ers real tough. It is at home. I mean, I feel like we just keep saying it like, oh, you know, Wilson's going to get right. He's going to do it. But the finger is visibly bothering him. He's missing wide open throws. You, know, you got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, and you're just not doing anything with the ball. I see this as a, a bounce back game for the Seagulls. Uh, I think it's going to be a big game for DK. Give me the Seahawks and the points. Um, I think they win. I think the uh, this is a letdown for the 49ers on the road. Yeah, I just you know just just going to throw it out there, you know, because we know we we cover fantasy a lot. Um, if somebody has Russ on their bench, do you think they should play him over uh, Mac Jones? Well, that is an interesting one, especially if you, I mean, I, I know this is just a broad statement. I'm not saying for anyone in particular, but if you were to be in a league that is very high scoring when it comes to a quarterback play, um, it's a tough one just because we'll, we'll get to the Monday night game, but a tough defensive battle, I think will happen on Monday points will be, I want to say points will be had, but just the history of Russ, I want to see it first. But we're in week 13. You don't got mu- too much time. So if the person that has Mac Jones and Russell Wilson uh, still has confidence in Mac Jones, just you know, putting up some points for the sake of putting up points compared to Russ, then I would probably lean to Mac Jones. Okay, I'm sure I'm sure the person who's in that situation appreciates that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Then we get the Sunday night football matchup with the AFC West battle between the Denver Broncos taking on the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. Chiefs, a big number here, minus nine and a half. Um, Broncos, I think Teddy Bridgewater is kind of questionable, but I haven't really seen anything that he's not playing. Uh, Melvin Gordon will not play, it looks like. So, 
Broncos a little bit banged up. Offense is not great. Defense is good enough, but it's going to be tough for them to keep up with the Chiefs here who have been rolling and coming off a bye. Give me Denver. Fuck the Chiefs. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. They up, they 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 show up on on these primetime games. We saw what they did against the uh, Raiders a couple weeks ago. Give me the Chiefs, nine and a half. I think they stomp them out at least by 14. Kelsey's going to go off. He's scoring a tutter and 100 yards. Give me all the points. Chiefs, the minus nine and a half. Then the final game on the slate for week 13, the New England Patriots take on the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Finally, we get a good Monday night battle. The Bills are favored minus two and a half, but it is the Patriots who are the number one team in the division. So the uh, AFC East seemingly on the line here. A big prove it statement game here for the Patriots, Dominic, and also a statement for the Bills to say that they have not wavered and letting the Patriots pass them by. So I know all all bullshit aside, I know Mac Jones last week set a new rookie record for the Patriots. Um, You know, he's, you know, he's playing like a rookie would play this season. He has good games, bad games, makes mistakes. The Bills defense is pretty damn good. You got to be careful with it. Their offense is also pretty damn good. You got to be careful for it, careful with it. So, I mean, I I'm I'm gonna go with the Bills because they have a proven track record over the past couple seasons. But I won't be surprised if the Pat- Patriots win. So, but I'm gonna go with the Bills. Checking out on the weather, it's looking like it's going to be. Can't tell if that's hail. It's not like a snowflake. It's like a cloud with like little snowflakes coming out of it. So I guess that's hail, but uh, weather might be a factor there. Um, I would say it's going to be a big ground and pound type game, but both of these defenses are very good at stopping the run. So 41 and a half is a low total, but I'm still taking the under. Uh, so maybe if you, uh, I know, maybe I just said the opposite, but maybe if you uh, do have Mac Jones and Russell Wilson, maybe say fuck it and start Russ, who cares? Uh, but um, I like the Bills. In this one, it's a tough matchup. I think the Patriots will prove that they are legit, but the Bills need to, you know, have a statement and retake that first spot in the division. And they are my AFC champions. So I need to have faith in my Bills. And are, you, are you are you were you waiting for me to say something? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if you're gonna say something. I didn't no. know that. I and then I didn't know if I should uh, preview next the next week's Thursday game. We got the Steelers and the Vikings. Dominic gives me a barn burner. Oh fuck it, just move on to the next segment. Okay, so that is it for the sports segment. So let's move on over to the fan mail segment. Uh, otherwise known as it's Mister X's questions of the week. So let's start off with the and friends portion of the podcast. As I mentioned earlier, uh, we had Johnny Roca slide into the DMs and send us in a question. We already answered the lockout portion. Hopefully we uh, sufficely answered your lockout questions. Uh, But he asked a bait, not a baseball, a basketball question. This is, uh, don't worry, Dominic. No, not too much thinking really has to go into this one. It's a would you rather. Are you would you rather <clears throat> would you rather have your exact body with LeBron James's skill or LeBron James's body with your skills? I assume it means basketball skills. I don't know what are the skills LeBron has. Maybe entrepreneurial skills, maybe uh, 
I don't know what skills he has. I mean, well, football skills. I mean, he could have been a tight end during the NBA lockout. So, I mean, like, I mean, like, are we going with like, I'm LeBron James. I'm, you know, no, you're Dominic Hobson. It's either you're Dominic Hobson, low pudgy white boy, but can fucking ball out. Like you're the best player in the world <laughs> or you're Dominic Hobson six, eight and have, you know, St. Jokum's basketball skills. But am I six, eight, like tall, dark, handsome, you know, but you, you, I... okay. We'll just say you are LeBron James. You are LeBron James, but you have the skill of Dominic Hobson. Hmm. You look exactly like him. Doesn't get me anything. Doesn't get me anywhere in the world. So I'll, I'll be pudgy fat white boy, but can dunk on motherfuckers. But it, realistically, if we unpack this, how far does that get you? Like if you have the skills, but we're not the tallest people in the world. Let's be honest. We're like five, seven at on, you know, <clears throat> on Tinder, we're six foot, but Dominic doesn't go on Tinder because he's engaged. But uh, how far does having LeBron James's skill in a five, seven body actually get you? Like Muggsy Bogues had a hell of a career. So I guess that means you would make it to the NBA, right? I mean, I think that that just makes us a fucking. A I mean, we at least like make it to the Harlem Globetrotters, right? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, if anything, you go to, you know, Europe and be, be the starting point guard on a European team. So you're locking in your body with LeBron James's skill. Oh, yes, totally. So I wanted to go with LeBron's body just to be, you know, superficial, but then like a lot of, there's a lot of things that come with being tall that are just seem like a burden. I mean, trying to find clothes, trying to fit on an airplane and you don't exactly have LeBron James money. So you can't just go buy all the different things to equip yourself with that. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta make do with what you got. And, but if you're like six, eight, if I was, if I was LeBron James's size, I could stumble into college, get a decent education, maybe fuck around and still go to Europe or maybe go to the NBA. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of like six, eight guys out there. So maybe I just, yeah, but I, I see. I also forget though. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to say I, I, I could ball out if I was tall, if I had his body, but I mean, like, I guess you're kind of right. Cause you know, being that tall and I mean, being six, being six, eight in San Lorenzo, high school i think you would be the most dominant player in the county yeah so i mean it's like you know like think like you know you're making me think about it a little bit more so yeah maybe you know like you said stumble into college and possibly go you know but then like i said if anything worst case scenario you'd end up going to fucking europe and balling out in europe because you know they're gonna want someone that tall and you know that can play decent so Fuck it, I'm locking it in. Give me LeBron James, buddy. I want to be 6'8 and shredded. All right. Is there anything else? Uh, no. Good question, Johnny. You know, asking statistical questions are one thing, but uh, these, are, these, are, these are fun. Uh, these are fun. We appreciate it. So uh, that's it for the end, friends. Dominic, uh, what is Mr. X? All right, Mr. X. Let's see. Greetings, all. Greetings. Sorry. There we go. Uh, he says, I really like football again. I wonder why. Maybe because his team dick slapped a fucking Steelers. Uh, let's see. How long will this MLB lockout continue? Being that it's the off season and it's months until the season begins, our chances good that we can be resolved within the time period. Well, like I said earlier, I think we miss a few games. 
I'm not saying the whole season, but I think a few games because I think, you know, people are greedy. They're going to want, and when I say people, I'm not saying the players, I'm saying the owners are greedy and they're going to hold out as much as they can. We, we already gave our answers, but I think like serious discussions aren't going to happen until after the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Next question. What do you think of this report? that has come out claiming that the MLB secretly used two different types of baseballs last season. One with a lighter center and the normal ball with a more dense center. Apparently it was so secret that executives of each MLB team had no idea. Is this really a good idea for them to be testing out things like this in the actual game? Uh, Thank you, Mr. X for bringing that up because I completely forgot to put that on the script, but yeah, not, not a good look to, uh, to be doing this now in fairness i did not read the article i just kind of saw you know the clickbaity headlines so i don't know the full full extent of everything that went down like i've heard i don't know if it's true if you know they sent the juice balls to the field of dreams game and that game was amazing you know it was jumping the tim anderson walk off yada 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 and then you go send the the dead balls to the rangers mariners game on a wednesday afternoon that no one's watching so you can you know, worsen a player's batting average and OPS just so they can't demand enough money, you know, more money later on in the year. So hmm. it gets back to people being greedy, huh? Yep. Uh, hashtag fire Rob Manford. Nice. All right. Um, <clears throat> uh, wait, did I have a jingle for his hockey segment? Mr. X's NHL update. Mr. X's NHL update. Uh, let's see. In NHL news, the Washington Capitals have moved atop the Metropolitan Division in the East, while Carolina moves down to third. Florida remains in first in the Atlantic Division. In the West, Minnesota is holding strong lead and uh, lead, leading, leading. The word is leading, people. Can't read the day. Uh, let's see. Minnesota is holding a strong leading the Central Division. In the Pacific, Calgary has moved up to the top spot, replacing Edmonton. My Ducks are still hanging in on third and that has been the nhl update thank you thank you thank you on to some uh, wrestling uh so uh so is cody trying to kill himself in order to get approval from the fans now wow the table spot was awesome looking at what happened to him it begs the question was it worth it now i know what he's talking about because i actually watched this i feel like andrade my opinion botched it a little bit. I think uh, he landed the, on his the mo- feet. I mean, the move in general was a botch. Andrade completely missed the table while Cody took everything. Yeah, that that's that's why I was like, wow, uh, Cody got everything. And, and it didn't help just- that Brandy just unloaded two complete canisters of alcohol or gas on the tables. This is lighter fluid, but okay, whatever. Whatever. It's gas. Lighter fluid is gas. Whatever. You're gas. Guess no, your your guess. But yeah, so no, I mean, I I do kind of agree with it. I mean, he he's doing it so people will cheer for him and be like, "Oh, Cody's cool, Cody's that." But it just comes back to me, fucking saying Cody needs to do one or the fucking other. You need to be a star or the producer. Stop trying to do fucking both. Stop trying to be fucking a young Triple H. That's what he's fucking trying to do. Fucking stop it. Go fucking. But he's best friends with Snoop Dogg and T Pain. Who gives a fuck about Snoop Dogg and T Pain? It's 2021. All right. 
pay t-pain is the winner of the first season of the mass singer put some respect on his name your point i don't really have a point shout out t-pain he's a good brother please tell me i'm not the only one who thinks that von wagner has no personality at all he has all the care it's funny he has all the charisma of a peanut Yes, he's good in the ring. Not to be confused with Jacob Peanut. Yeah, no. Uh, He's good in the ring, but what else does he have to offer? Brandon, what else else does he have to offer? Um, He's big. Okay. He's strong. Okay. He's pretty. Okay. And uh, he's big. Okay, you already said that. Oh, okay. Um, Did I say he's strong? Mm, yeah, but I'll I'll let you do it again. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so yes, Fog Wagner offers nothing. He hasn't. He doesn't uh, have indie. He doesn't have the trash of indie teachings. Okay. There well, we go. There's a positive. That was a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, penultimate question here. Do you think we'll see anything crazy during this year's Winter is Coming? Debuts, title changes, anything like that, Brandon? Anything? So last year was the debut of Sting, which is crazy. That it was only a year ago. I feel like Sting's just done everything. It's yeah. only been a year. But, I mean, a lot of people are saying maybe Bray Wyatt. I, I still am kind of on the fence of, on him. But I, I wouldn't honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if Brian wins the title. Now, would I do it? No, but I, I wouldn't be shocked. I'm thinking I'm thinking it's going to be Bray. I'm thinking it's going to be Cross when... Just I smoke think, show. No Cross, just smoke show. Just smoke show, exactly. Just smoke show, give her 15-minute segment, just her being in the ring. QR code there. to free OnlyFans. Oof. Sure. Um... Yeah. But uh, I think you're going to see some debuts. I don't think eh, if they give it to Brian, cool. If not, you know, I think you're just going to have a couple debuts. Um, and last but not least, <clears throat> and he put this all in cap blocks and there's a question mark and three exclamation points. So, so I kind of got to yell it. Yeah, I was going to say that means scream a voice. Okay, you ready? So it says one last thing. Where the hell is Samoa Joe? Uh, Dominic, I don't know if you uh, got too excited and unplugged your microphone again, but you cut out after you said Samoa Joe. That's it. Uh, why the hell is Samoa Joe? Yeah. Uh, where is Samoa Joe? Yeah. I thought you said why is Samoa Joe? Where the hell is Samoa Joe? Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, no clue. No clue. He nobody fucking knows. But if you see him, tell him to come back. Yeah, I mean, or, when he or when stay he, away. You know who really gives a shit anymore? I mean, when he dropped the title, he made it seem like it wasn't that big of a deal. We don't know exactly what, why he had to drop the title. It was a question mark why he was even back to begin with. So, may I? Hopefully, he's healthy. But I would love to see him be in AEW just because I want to see uh, Eddie Kingston him pretty much just run it back on what Eddie Kingston said about uh, CM Punk. I, I just want Eddie Kingston to just fight like all the old school ROH guys and just talk all his shit to all of them. That's all I want. It's not going to happen, but 
that's it for Mr. X's questions. Let's move on because I got to go to work tomorrow and I'm tired. What time uh, you got to work tomorrow? Ocho. Ocho. So a good old 11 and a half hours from now. Uh, quickly, Dominic and I actually were together. I know this seems like a long time ago, but we were together for Survivor Series while Dominic was sweating out his fantasy matchup with uh, Tyler. Uh, slash, we can also fit just any random WWE sayings. Dominic, uh, anything you want to say on uh, Survivor Series, WWE in general? Survivor Series was not that bad. I kind of enjoyed it. Um, it's because the company you had. Pretty much. It was the best company. I can know. I cannot ask for the anything better than that night. You know, not like I wanted someone else to be there or anything. You know? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But he's okay to hang out with his other friend, his quote yeah. best friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even though he has to go, you know, the best friend has to go out of his way to go to his house. You know whatever no big deal fine <laughs> what happened to us we have to be best friends maybe we used to play video games every single saturday yeah oh that was fun <sighs> but yeah survivor series wasn't bad i liked it and you know yeah yeah it's it's rest wrestling you know who cares did not like survivor series thought uh becky and charlotte was the best match by far and uh Becky and Liv. That's interesting. Uh, if you want WWE talk, listen to the other podcast. If you want, I don't care. Uh, moving on, we get AEW recap. We're not going to go over both the shows. We're just going to kind of combine talking points from both weeks, uh, but mainly go over last week's show. Brian Danielson defeats Alan Angels of the Dark Order. He beat Cole Cabana last week, uh, kicked his fucking tooth out or in, whichever way you want to say it. Uh, so Danielson just kind of going through all of the Dark Owner members, he's going to face Johnny Hungy next week in Long Island. Uh, Dominic, thoughts on the Brian character and just kind of the overall build between him and Hangman thus far? I mean, Brian just being a complete asshole, just beating the shit out of people, I love. I mean, I, I like it because when he was a heel in WWE, it was, in my opinion, toned down to a certain point. Here, I just feel like he just... And tone deaf. Oh, okay. Did not even know that. I mean, you know, he was a heel because he likes trees and cares for humanity. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. But, um, but yeah, here it feels like he's being... It, it feels more authentic, which is sad, but because I know he's actually a good person, but it feels more authentic. So, uh, you know, what he's doing, I fucking love it. So, can't complain. Me too. Love the uh, Brian. I love the character. I love the work he's doing. I wish there was a little more explanation why he turned and why he's acting this way. I understand Moxley was probably going to be in this scenario, so it kind of was a, a hard right turn. But I would have liked, you know, Brian at least doing some sort of promo to say why he's, you know, why he's treating the fans and kind of talking the way he is. But uh, that is the way it is. Hangman on commentary. I thought honestly he added nothing to the match, which was kind of rough, but. He doesn't do it all too often, and he was kind of put in a, a kind of stranger scenario. Uh, moving on, kind of the thing everybody's been talking about is CM Punk and MJF. Uh, this week, he beat Lee Moriarty in a match followed by a promo with battle between him and MJF, but the one everyone's talking about is the one last week. Arguably one of the best talking segments in AEW history, best talking segments of the year. MJF, Punk, back and forth, back and forth, barb after barb. Dominic, your thoughts? on the punk MJF promo from last week. 
I mean, like, I mean, you kind of already said it. It's probably one of the best, you know, that we've seen and heard in a long time. Um, I know everyone's talking about how he said that he's like a poor man's Miz, whatever. And it's kind of true. I think, you know, him and Miz kind of, you know, do have a lot of comparisons that are, you know, equal and everything. So, um, you know, I don't want to sit here and go over every little thing, but I mean, like, you know, it was by far one of the best back and forths I've seen in a long time. So can't complain. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was great. At times it looked like MGF got the better of him and then Punk, you know, shot right back. Uh, I liked it. I know maybe some people think the WWE things are forced and things of that nature, but I thought it came across genuine and the digs were good. I did really like the MJF line. Um, thoughts, Dominic, on kind of WWE's rebuttal this week with Miz and Edge kind of trying to do the same thing. I thought they, I mean, God bless them, thought they tried hard, but it didn't hit the same notes. Edge outright, like, you know, acknowledging the thing, which I think might be one of the first times really, you know, seeing that on WWE. Uh, thoughts on how, you know, WWE and The Miz, quote unquote, responded to that? I mean, it, saying it's, that it, The Miz is in everyone's head. I mean, isn't the case, but whatever. It's, uh, it's WWE for you. They try to pseudo acknowledge it and they try to do the same thing also and they just suck at it. That's WWE for you. So it is what it is. Then, uh, well, they did another promo. I didn't think it hit as well. MJF uh, went really hard on like the Britt Baker angle, which that was kind of weird. Like, yeah, I know uh, Punk has talked about Britt and he did the thing uh, with her jacket after the show, but uh, this one didn't hit as much this week. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, it, it was different. I mean... Anybody who says that he can do no wrong, eh, he can kind of do some wrong. So sometimes he does kind of step like, you know, cross the line a little bit. So, I mean, if this is the first time, like he's done some other things like the Brian Pillman stuff. So it's just kind of what MJF does. Uh, then we get Sting and Darby defeating the gun club or the Billy gun, Billy ass and the ass boys. Shout out Dan Housen. Uh, very fun. Very evil. Get well soon. Housen. Uh, then uh, Sting and Darby get the win. Uh, once again, Billy Gunn just for some reason manhandles Darby, uh, no selling his coffin drop from a couple weeks ago on Rampage, uh, picking him up by his belt strap like he's Brock Lesnar and Charles Robinson. Um, Sting and Darby get the win, but I'm very confused on why A, they're allowing this to happen and why Billy Gunn is doing this with Darby. The fuck? Because Billy Gunn is the ass man. He can do what the fuck he want to do. All right, you respect Billy Gunn, and he's actually secretly a mole for AEW, and he's feeding WWE intel, guaranteed. Bless you. Anyways, uh, then we get Ruby Soho defeating Chris Statlander, moving on to uh, the semifinals of the uh, TBS title. Yeah, match was uh, match was good. Uh, Soho gets the dub ski, so she's going to take on Chris, or not Chris, uh, Nyla Rose and uh, Jade Cargill, not Cora Jade, Jade Cargill will defeat, uh, probably defeat, but she will take on Thunder Rosa 
on the other side. Uh, any thoughts on how the TBS tournament is uh, shaping out? Nah, kind of figured you'd have like two faces in a heel or two heels in a face. So eh, kind of stereotypical. Then finally, we had Cody and Andrade. We uh, talked a little bit about it, especially with the table spot, which was that everyone was talking about. Uh, kind of, I mean, a decent match, good match, kind of in, in the bubble. Crowd in Atlanta was still booing Cody, so he tried his damnedest, but it still did not exactly work out all that well. Uh, Cody gets the win after he goes through a flaming table, but Andrade uh, laid down for the three count. I, I just think this just reeks of desperation of Cody trying to just do everything to try to appeal to the crowd. This match did not deserve to get, you know, be a street fight, get the blood, get all the, you know, all the shits and giggles of all this, that this match had, they didn't really promote it. They didn't do any promo segments behind it. It was just there for the sake of being there because it seems like everything Cody does just kind of happens in Cody's low universe. You know, and I agree with everything you just said, and just it kind of just, you know, it makes me think that maybe WWE has a good point of not bleeding and, you know, having those type of matches all that often anymore because it, you know, after you do it so much, you kind of, you know, kind of runs its course. You know, every once in a while is fine, but, you know, it seems like anytime Cody's in a match, there's blood or, there's a big diff there's a big spot or something so it's just like getting tired with him doing it exactly now finally i know we don't talk about nxt regularly but we do have war games even though he didn't say it this year i don't once again we need to send a search party out for samoa joe we need to send a search party out for william riggle where the fuck is he at but we do have nxt war games this sunday uh, we're just going to quickly run through it because we, even though we don't talk about it on the podcast, Dominic, we still watch it and keep up with it every single week, right? Mm, right, right. No. Okay, okay. Uh, that makes two of us. So let's get into it, Mister X. Don't title tell on me. Don't tell the other podcast. But uh, NXT Cruiserweight Championship, Roderick Strong takes on Joe Gacy, defending the NXT uh, Cruiserweight Title. Joe Gacy trying to make this an all all inclusive championship not trying to body shame people so going with strong baby okay i was gonna say it's two people who don't you know cash the 205 limit are we trying to fight for the the thick boys out there and try to stay body positive that fuck that i don't want no bitch ass cruiserweight title i want a world heavyweight title going with roger roddy baby roddy 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 strong grogu uh uh, no i'm going rather Roderick Strong. Okay, I'm going to go with Joe Gacy. Shout out to all the thick boys out there. Uh, NXT Tag Team Championship match. We got the champions Imperium taking on Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. Uh, MSK is out doing MSK things. They've been doing MSK things. That's all I can say. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly seemingly out the door, not resigning his contract. Don't know when it's up, but it seems like it's up soon. So does that mean Imperium is definitely going to win? Uh, si, senor. Okay, okay. Uh, Mr. X brought up Von Wagner. If Kyle O'Reilly is going, do we see like a turn, a quick little send-off with Von Wagner beating Kyle? Or you know what What do you do with him? Let's say he has like a month or two left. What do you do with Kyle O'Reilly before you, he leaves? You better fucking make him put everyone that you need over, over. Von Wagner, 
fucking Steiner, whatever fuck his name is. Uh, you know, you just put everybody over. And then he sent him into a uh, women's division match and he put over the fucking women. Speaking of the women, we do have a women's war games match. We get Toxic Attraction, uh, Gigi Dolan, JC Jane, Mandy, Mandy Rose, and Dakota Kai taking on Cora Jade, Io Shirai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Kaylee Ray. Uh, so pretty much all the champions on one side, all the challengers on the other side. Do you go with the you know, proven commodity group or do you go with the hodgepodge of babyfaces, Dominic? Gonna go with um toxic attraction and Dakota Kai. Okay, okay. Um, I will go with the baby faces, kind of establish, you know, someone as a new contender or a contender. Uh, Dakota Kai is, is kind of like the odd, well, she is the odd woman out because she's not a part of toxic attraction, but maybe you pin like JC Jane or Gigi to kind of set up something. I don't know, but uh, then we get a hair versus hair match. <clears throat> Camograms takes on Duke Hudson. They've pretty much just been feuding over poker. So there you go. Uh, Duke already kind of trimmed off a little bit of Cameron Grimes' hair. So he's you know kind of going back in time to his uh, Trevor Lee days. Uh, way, way back in time. But um, yeah, hair versus hair match. It's one of the rare one-on-one matches on this card. It's going to be interesting to see what Grimes can get at Duke Hudson. Because he's, I mean, he had a good match with LA Knight. I would say Knight's a better wrestler than Duke Hudson at the moment, but I think uh, Grimes can yes. get something good out of this. We're going to go with Grimes because, you know, he, he'd he be nothing without the hair in NXT. So go with Grimes, baby. I think Grimes wins, but still gets his hair cut. Watch. I'll go with Duke Hudson and we uh, cut camera Grimes' hair. He, well, I guess because his hair is more essential to the gimmick. So, like, if Duke Hudson cuts his hair, I guess it doesn't matter. But I haven't been watching NXT, and I haven't really been paying attention to Duke Hudson's hairline. So, I don't know. I think he has decent hair, so it's not like a Kurt Angle situation. I don't know. But we get the men's war games between the old school and the new school. We get Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, and Tony D'Angelo. How you doing? Say hi to your mother for me. Taking on uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, LA Knight, and Mr. Pete Dune. Johnny Gargano, one of those other people. How is L.A. Knight considered old, old Be- score? Because he's old, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. But we get a DIY reconvening for maybe one last time. Before they both go to AEW. Yeah. So I'll go with, I guess, the old NXT dudes, I guess. I will go with the new NXT dudes, NXT 2.0, Nickelodeon NXT. They're going to just splatter their names all over the place, like the paint splatters all over the screen. Um, Braun Breaker for the win. Uh, LA Knight is the pinfall guy. Maybe Jerry Gogano. I don't know. Uh, that is it. Boom. Didn't exactly get under the one hour threshold, but we got under an hour and a half. So, well, that's good. A little shorter podcast. So, that'll do it for us for today. Thank you all very much for tuning in. If you'd like to be like Mr. X and/or Johnny Roca, send in a question. You can do it via email that is curveball and cs at gmail.com if you want to slide into the dms hit us up however which way you want to do it curveballs and cs on both the instagram and the twitter we're also on facebook youtube tiktok pornhub only fans all the things 
if you just want to click one shop, stop, stop, shop, shop, stop, all in the description of the podcast. You click on it, it takes you wherever you need to go, it takes you to the linked, not LinkedIn, link tree. Boom. There it is. And any last any words for the people, Dominic? Fuck. Exactly. So uh, maybe possibly we will do uh, not a podcast next Friday, but we might do a podcast on Tuesday uh, because uh, I might be doing something not exactly 100% sure. So Dominic, I know, is going to enjoy that. So uh, just keep an eye out on the socials. We will keep you guys well informed, but we will have a maybe not a podcast next week, but we will have a podcast uh, soon. So until next time, goodbye and good night. Uh, uh, bye-bye. Evolution is a mystery Full of chains that no one sees Clark makes a fool of history Yesterday's too long ago Don't agree with